What's going on? What's going on, working man? Hard. Working hard. How are you? I'm doing really good, man. You ready to get this thing started, man? Let's get this party started. All right. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the latest edition of the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast Show. And on the line right now, I got Brandon Robinson. How's it going, Brandon? I'm doing good, man. So, uh, obviously, Lakers are 14-2. and two. How do you, Overall, how do you think their t- the team is playing? I think they're doing well. Um, that Memphis game was a bit sloppy, but they ended up getting, you know, out of Memphis FedEx form alive. And um, <clears throat> But I think that the core of Anthony Davis and LeBron James are definitely working their magic. But what I'm finding interesting is I can tape this call while Pope um, finally finding a, a groove. I, I definitely think Lakers fans are hard on it. And Contavious Caldwell Pope, and it's a process. Um, I spoke to Contavious last week, man, and I, I sent him a word of encouragement. Told him, hey, man, keep doing your thing. Keep moving. Keep grooving. And uh, he's the king of the one-word answer. He sent me a thanks with the praying emoji. Um, but, you know, he must be praying because he, he's really he, um, becoming fundamentally sound in the catalyst and, and the Lakers uh, help department. Um, and then you got guys like Danny Green and, you know, uh, other guys. But, I mean, the, the two games that they lost – that's 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 two games that you know the first game they lost to the Clippers they were supposed to lose that game because they were a brand new team the Clippers in an extent um definitely were more of a cohesive team with many of those guys on that team coming back from last season and adding you know Kawhi Leonard and Paul George was out but um the Lakers are getting better they're improving I like what I see on the floor yeah me too man I just like the team in general defense is I know a couple games we give up 100, 100 points here and there, but when we when we locked in, man, this Lakers defense is uh, scary to watch, in my opinion. I, I agree. I agree. Like what Frank Vogel does over there, man. He uh, they bought in early because normally when you buy in early, it's really good. You know, sometimes it takes a team to get used to the coaching system for a couple of months. For sure, man. It's a process. Yeah. Difficult takes a day. Impossible takes a week. They're they're in a process. They're in a grind mode. And they're gelling, and, uh, you know, they're finding their groove. I think the other thing that's been great about the Lakers is uh, the emergence of Dwight Howard, uh, former slam dunk champion. Um, <clears throat> I have uh, Nate Robinson uh, coming on the Scoopy Radio podcast that drops on Tuesday. Uh, we talked about the, you know, the emergence of Dwight Howard and what he's been able to do. And, um, you know, what Dwight is <clears throat> finding his own um, as one of the league leaders in blocks alongside Anthony Davis. You know, I talked to Anthony uh, a couple times uh, in September and earlier this month. And uh, championship is Anthony's goal. The defensive player of the year of the award is also his goal. But, you know, to have that mindset in not just Anthony, but in Dwight, um, definitely good good for team morale. And um, I like Dwight. Uh, I think that San Antonio game, he stepped up. I was at that Utah game at, at Staples, um, played, played decently. And so I, I just want to see the, the Lakers continue to get better uh, and, and figure out what they're going to do with that roster spot. Yeah, man. Dwight Howard's been playing tremendously defensively. His his offense is coming from time to time. But uh, you, you said you talked to Anthony Davis. Um, what was what was that report about him going to Chicago? Can you look, kind of like elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, so I was in Chicago. Um, Nike had this uh, – this function at this restaurant called Lulu's and um, basically Anthony Davis had brought in his AAU team because um, he's from Chicago as well as people from um, his high school visions. And basically what happened was there was a Q and a um, mm-hmm. with 
the, the kids who were there, you know, and they asked them a question like, hey, how cool would it be, you know, to maybe join the Chicago Bulls, you know, like, I don't think it was malicious. It was just a question. And, um, you know, how things can be taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what was said was, um, what was said was, um, he said, hey, would you ever play for the Chicago Bulls? And he was like, um, what did he say? I haven't had my afternoon coffee. I'm sorry. He said, you know, I am a free agent this off season. And, uh, you know, us reporters were there when it was said and, and it was, it, it was, it was great for, for clicking purposes, but the reality is he is a free agent this summer. Um, and you know, he has love for the Chicago bulls. I wrote an article over at heavy.com where he discussed, um, you know, the, the financials of, or I discussed the financials of how the bulls could make it work. But I mean, right now, I don't think his focus is free agency. His focus is winning the championship as he stated all along. And, you know, it was great for the clicks, but um, we are a long ways off from that. Did you think Anthony Davis is going to resign? Well, you know, when I make predictions, I get in trouble. I'll say, I hope he resigns. Okay. Well, I feel like he's going to resign because why would you want to go to Chicago you're playing with LeBron, would you re- like if Anthony Davis does leave and goes to Chicago, it's, he just wants to play at home. But like, get, like playing with LeBron is great. Like I want like play with LeBron, AD. It's great, but I, but I'll add this: um, him playing for the Bulls. If that were to happen, um, I like that team. You know, I, I have a, co- a close connection with the Bulls. Uh, I just wrote an article that released today over at Heavy.com. I spoke with Kobe White, and um, basically. Um, that that team is a young team under Jim Jim Boylan. You got Zach Levine who dropped what thirteen threes the other night. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, who was you know has told me he wants to improve his jumper or his offensive game overall. Um, you have a Thaddeus Young. You have like the Bulls have a have a young core. Um, say the Lakers were to win a championship this season, that would be to go from the Lakers to the Bulls. That some may argue that's like going from filet mignon to hamburger helper as it relates to you winning a championship and then you wanting to start over. You know, like even when you look at somebody like Kawhi Leonard, he left the Toronto Raptors after winning a championship, but he went to another championship contender with the Clippers. True, yeah, but even, but for me, like if why would like I don't understand staying with the Lakers it should be the main goal championships, Agreed. but he'll. He'll be like the face of the franchise after LeBron leaves, and we could build around AD. Yeah, I see your point, but you, you as a journalist, you got to look at it from both sides, you know. So you ask okay. me, do I think he's going to the Lakers, or do I think he's going to the Bulls? I hope he stays with the Lakers. They have a good team on the floor, but then you know, having spent time with the Bulls, I see their future. So you know, it, it it's it it seems more realistic that he'll resign with the Lakers. We'll see what happens. It's a long season ahead. Yes, it's a long season, man, and. uh what what is your thoughts about Carmel Anthony going to the Blazers and how do you think it's going to fit? Oh, you know I'm uh, happy for Melo. Portland. Um, I spent some time with Melo a few weeks ago and I asked him if he was returning to the NBA this season. He said two thousand percent. A week later, signs with the with the Portland Trail Blazers. At the time of this recording, they're in Chicago at the United Center playing the Bulls and um, hope to see him get a, 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 some some string of wins going. I mean, he's finding his game. Three games, you know, he's. Average, I think, or posted like 10 points here, 13 or 18 points there. Uh, but he's also done it in Damian Lillard's absence. He returned uh, Monday night. Damian Lillard returned Monday night against the Portland Trailblazers. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, them signing Melo, some may argue, was more about the, the, the Blazers 
than it is about Melo, um, which, you know, it, it's a shame that it's taken this long for him to sign with a team. I'm glad he did. Um, but I, I think it's going to take some time. I actually do think that Melo, you know, signing with Portland helps them because, you know, they couldn't re- retain uh, Inez Cantor, who ended up going to the Boston Celtics. So I like him in Portland. I want to see him be successful. And he's definitely playing for that next contract. You know, if he if he stays on that team through January 7th, his contract is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So it's like a Dwight Howard thing. Just like Dwight Howard. Yeah, he makes about, I think, 1400 a day. And if he stays through January 7th, it's a guaranteed contract. So maybe he needed that level of motivation to do what he needs to do, just like Dwight did. But I'll add, Melo has more of an inclusive role within the Portland system in this instance than Dwight Howard does in L.A. Yeah, because Dwight Howard, the Lakers, for Dwight Howard, it's just play defense, rebound, run the floor. Like, it's come on bench real quick. Yep. Play quick. And then Carmelo's is you're involved. He's starting. I would start him. When the whole, when Damian Lillard comes back, you know what I mean, right? Like have that lineup of CJ McCollum, Lillard, and Carmelo. That's a competitive team. But with uh, number twenty-seven, uh, Nurkic, Nurkic, right? From Portland, yeah, right? Nurkic. When that. he comes back, he'll yeah. be back sometime in the new year. Yeah, so I, I feel like that team's gonna get going. But I don't know, man. I just feel like Portland's gonna be a team that people need to start watching because they're gonna be they're gonna be winning some games very soon. For sure. But uh, real quick before I get up on here, man, give me your top three most improved players so far this year. Um, I like Jonathan Isaac in, in Orlando. Uh, defensively, um, he's playing exceptionally well. Um, Orlando, I got a chance to check them out in the preseason, two games against the Celtics um, in Orlando and against uh, the Sixers in Orlando. And, uh, you know, the addition of, of a healthy Markel Fultz and Aaron Gordon and Moore could pay dividends. Um, who else? I, I think as a team, I'll say that I like what the Phoenix Suns are doing. Uh, you know, they're playing good basketball, had new head coach in Monty Williams, Devin Booker's Devin Booker, and they're playing well without DeAndre Ayton, who's uh, was suspended for 25 games for PED. So I hope to see them continue that, that, um, that, that, that level of play. And then Andrew Wiggins, uh, who's, you know, p- many people questioned whether he would pan out playing well in Minnesota. Um, I, I like, I like what they're doing. And if I can add a bonus uh, team overall, it will probably be the, the Miami heat as a team. Um, Kendrick Nunn is playing lights out. Uh, Jimmy Butler came in the off season and, you know, it really, I think Miami has a chance to do well in the Eastern Conference if they play the way that they've been playing, uh, minus, you know, their game against my, the Sixers the other day. But, yeah, man, I, I like Miami. Um, I like what they're doing. I like Phoenix. And uh, individually, I like what Andrew Wiggins is doing, as well as Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic. For me, man, it's Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's playing tremendously in the Pelicans. Number two, I say Siakam from Toronto. And then number three, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is playing out, playing really well. I won't be surprised if he's in the MVP conversation. And let me get uh, real quick. Um, there was a rumor out there from Sport, uh, Spurs Talk that Miami's interested in uh, Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. They might try to trade for him. So what are you asking me? Do, you, do I know anything about it? Yes. I don't know anything about it in, in, in that iteration of it but what i'll say to you is um over the summer there were teams that were interested in demar Derozan. um the knicks were one of them um i reported something i tweeted it back in like july or august i don't remember all the teams but there were a significant amount of teams that did have interest in demar Derozan. the knicks being one of them 
Um, and I and I and I think the Chicago Bulls were another team that were was interested in that, in that report as well. So, um, you know, things change. The Spurs are, are going through kind of like a, a, a slow start, and you know, the NBA is an eighty-two game season. But you know, trade rumors begin to, to start um, around this time, and a lot of a lot of contracts that were signed in the summertime, you could officially start making trades in December. So, you know, it'll be a lot of talk. You know, I, I, I know a thing or two about just chatter and uh, this seems to be the beginning of it around Thanksgiving time. So we'll see what happens. I don't know anything about Miami per se, but I will tell you that um, over the summer, you know, the Chris Paul talk to Miami was something um, that was discussed at great length when Chris Paul was traded uh, to uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, I was with Russell Westbrook the day he was traded, and they were talking about that at nauseum from, from then on. And Miami is looking and is anxious to make some moves. It has been looking and anxious to make moves, and many believe that, you know, once those trades become official in December, or, or rather once those contracts are set in stone in December, Miami could be a key player going into the trade deadline. We'll see. What's interesting is Miami's doing very well right now. Will they still make that move? We'll see. But the Chris Paul situation probably it looks like it won't happen because Miami is very sold on uh, Tyler Hero. Yeah, um, that's going to be interesting. I think the contracts you can start trading December fifteenth, I believe, right? Yes, because okay, you yeah, December fifteenth is when that that whole process starts. Yeah, it's going to be same with my Lakers, man. I won't be surprised if they try to do a trade, but you never know what Rob Plinka's doing. But um, I got to ask you to ask everybody on my podcast, what is your thoughts about loader management? Um, I'll tell you like this. I said this on another show. Uh, if you paid attention to my social media over the last three months, I've been traveling a lot more than usual. And I'm tired. And mm-hmm. while being tired, I was still home or in my hotel room or wherever writing and interviewing. Um, I'm human. I'm, I don't have as much writing done as I'd like to, and probably because I took the time to take rest. I think people forget that NBA players are still human beings. Um, and I think what gets lost in translation is, in addition to playing games uh, for their respective teams, there's travel. So take, for example, um, say, okay, say hypothetically, right? The, the, at the time of this recording, it's Monday, the the the, the I don't know the schedule per se, but hypothetically, say the Portland Trailblazers end Monday night and they have to play Memphis next, right? Mm-hmm. That means they leave the United Center, they go to the airport around 11, 12 o'clock, they may land in Memphis at 2, 3 o'clock. Say so they have to play the Grizzlies, you know, they have a day off Tuesday, they play the Grizzlies Wednesday. I don't mm-hmm. think people take into account flights. Um, they don't take into account uh, time zones, they don't take into account talking the media, uh, you know, maybe spending time with family in that respective city. There's so much more than just stepping on a basketball court um, and playing, but this is what you signed up for. So, mm-hmm. you know, you play an 82 game season, even getting on a plane, Jonathan, like your legs get cramped up, your legs get tired, then you get off the plane, then you do training. You know, there's so much more that goes into it than just playing basketball. And to answer your question about load management, maybe they should lower the amount of um, games that are played in the season or spread them out. But, you know, I remember the 99 lockout season, you know, the 99, 2000, I think it was 98, 99 season or yeah, 98, 99 season. I mean, there were teams that were playing three games and four nights sometimes. So we've come a long way since then, but 
you know, these guys have the pressure of making a ton of money um, and, and contorting their bodies in a certain way. And, you know, something's got to give. And I think that, you know, the Clippers, uh, you got to make sure that Doc Rivers' statements are, are adding up to what the, you know, the, the scouting report is or what the, the medical report is that day. That's why they got five fifty thousand dollars So, mm-hmm. you know, low management is nothing new. Um, you know, Greg Popovich is, is one of the guys that was resting players. And, you know, I, I also think that, um, even if they were to abolish load management, they'll just come up with another name. So I, I think it's something that's going to be here for a while, and people are going to continue to talk about it. Yeah, man, because people are getting on Kawhi for like not playing against a certain uh, good team, and then he'll play against a bad team, and everybody's saying he's not he's soft <laughs> and stuff. It's like he I understand what you're saying, Brandon Robinson, because it's like they play these games, they're sore. You know, what I mean, it's okay to rest. It's a long season, so I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron and AD start to do that towards like the middle of January, February around there. I would not be surprised to say. Yeah, man, rest, because I think resting. that, you know, when you look at LeBron and AD, I mean, you, you look at the hot start that the Lakers have gone right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> people forget the Lakers were playing decently uh, last season, and then LeBron got hurt on Christmas yeah. Day. So, you know, you asked me, how do, what do I think about the Lakers? They're playing cool. Uh, I think Christmas, Christmas um, changed things last season. And, you know, this season, you know, you, I'm not wishing any ill will on him, but you want to find time for LeBron, particularly at 35, to, to find some rest. I think he's in tip-top shape. I know he's doing what he needs to do. I'm cheering him on. Uh, Anthony Davis is young. Uh, but LeBron James, I also will acknowledge that he's basically been off since April. So he's had time to do extra conditioning. It's kind of comparatively uh, what Michael Jordan had when he taped Space Jam 1. And he had that mm-hmm. Space Jam dome in L.A. And, yeah. you know, he was able to basically embark on the next three championships. You know, Houston had won that championship in 95 against Orlando. And, you know, Michael was able to go in and, and do what he needed to do for three years while taping Space Jam. It seems like that narr- that same narrative is being written for LeBron, except it was injuries that prohibited him. It was more Michael lost in the Eastern Conference semifinals to the Orlando Magic in 95. And the Magic ended up playing, you know, the Houston Rockets in the 95 finals and lost. That was a Shaquille O'Neal-led uh, Orlando Magic team. So, you know, I, I look at the Lakers and I look at what LeBron has done. Um, I, I know that LeBron is, is really motivated to do what he needs to do. But um, I, I, at the end of the day, um, I, I think that um, it's championship or bust for them. But they got to find time to get some rest in between. Yeah, I agree with you, man, because it's a long season, man. And I'm going to thank you, Brandon Robinson, for being on, man. So go ahead and give out your social media and tell them where they can listen to your podcast at. Oh, yeah. You guys can most of, uh, first and foremost subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast. 3.5 million streams uh, last year available on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, iHeartRadio, or simply by visiting ScoopBRadio.com. We've had anybody from uh, DJ Khaled to uh, Mark Cuban to – um, Jamal Crawford, who's still an NBA free agent, to everybody in between, and um, you can also you know follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. That's S C O O P, the letter B, and Instagram and Snapchat is Scoop underscore B. And make sure to check all right. out all my my written work at Heavy dot com and at Basketball Society online. All right, Brian Robinson, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for coming out. I'll talk to you soon, my man. I'll talk to you. Thanks for having me, brother. All right.